0: Welcome, everybody, to the Amateur Radio Roundtable. I'm Tom, W5KUB, and this show is about ham radio, uh, shortwave listening, electronics, and maybe some other things we'll see tonight. Got a good show for you tonight. We actually have a live guest. No more dead guests. We got a live des- uh, guest with us tonight, and uh, he's with us tonight. Uh, we've got uh, uh, K8JH, uh, Jim Hessler, with us. We're we'll going to talk about some six-meter operation, uh, expedition-type work. Uh, got a lot of other things going. First, a couple announcements. If you're out there listening on International Shortwave, you're listening on 7490 kilohertz. And uh, we welcome you to the show as a shortwave listener. Many of us got started many, many years ago listening to Shortwave, and uh, we're, we're glad you're with us. Send us an email to Tom at w 5 kub Dot com. Tom at w5kub.com. Let us know where in the world you are and how you're hearing the station. BCQ is a world famous uh, station up on the border of uh, Maine and uh, Canada. Yeah, right there, right on the border up here I think it snows about 11 months out of the year up here. Man. Hey, got a couple neat things tonight. Uh, I told you we're going to be talking with Jim. Uh, you know, I've got that project for the show, we started using a nanny cam or a, a IP cam to make a remote base station uh, for VHF and put it remotely. Uh, got a little change going on with that, had a little problem. Uh, so we're gonna change the project just a little bit, but it's even better than it was before. Glenn's gonna tell us about Day in the Park, coming up down in Mississippi here pretty soon. Uh, Huntsville Fest, We'll talk a little about that in a little while. It's coming up in about a week and a half. And here's a teaser for you guys. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, man. Did you know? Did you know a RF signal goes down coax better one direction than it does the other? There's an in and an out on a piece of coax. You might have not known that, but I got the backup proof here to show it. We're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, and uh, you know. We're going we're gonna to see how many of you guys knew that. Hey, I want to say hello to Randy out there, uh, KN6BZG, out in Riverside, California. And, oh, we got Colin down in, uh, down in, uh, where's he down in? He down here, uh, down under, yeah, down under, Australia. And let's see, who else we have in here? A lot of the regulars in here. Uh, Mark P., he's always in here. And let's see, Dwayne's in here, Dwayne's always in here, welcome guys, we appreciate you being with us tonight. All right, Glenn, come in here, Glenn, and tell us what's going on in your world, man. Oh, same stuff, different day, man, getting ready.
1: I was saying in the pre-show, there is the Huntsville Forum that I'm going to be giving, and there's only one small problem. It's only five slides at this point. Well, that's only, that's only going to last
0: about three minutes.
1: Right. Yep. So this is where the forum is. I've got to get it written and finished up. I've got, what, week and a half to get it done. And uh, working on the new book at the same time. Uh, finally got all of the projects built for the new book. So it's coming together. The, the writing starts on that here like interleaving with this so and the deadline on that is september 30th so it's going to be crazy for the next 90 or 60 days
0: well you better get with it
1: yep well trying to all right you know you can see the help that i've got laying on everything so well
0: yeah i think they're troublemakers sometimes uh
1: yeah everything will be on the floor by
0: the end of the night yeah well, hey, speaking of forums there, I, it's great you're giving that forum here. I was uh, 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 asked by Bill if I would do part of the Pico Balloon Forum last year at Dayton, and we had a big group. We had about, oh, man, we probably had 75 people in there. I think I had about 15 minutes, but I went 40. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it normally goes. I went 40 minutes, uh, you know, but uh, the other speakers didn't really show up, so... Uh, I, I did feel the time frame there but uh, it was it was nice all yeah, right forums are fun yeah all right hey the i see james in here james how you doing tonight james are you there are you talking to me
2: oh me yeah i'm here hey, yeah there you go you call me tonight? jim call me jim oh,
0: did I call you jim okay
2: yeah i thought you meant somebody else
0: <laughs> yeah well, sometimes we have a James on here. But. Yeah. Call, call you Jim, right?
2: Sure. Yeah, please. Okay, we'll, we'll,
0: we'll do that. So uh, now where are you? Uh, where are you? You're up in Michi- uh, Minnesota?
2: No, I'm from uh, Michigan, a little town called Rockford. It's near Grand Rapids. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, hey,
0: look at here. Colin down here in Australia says he has you confirmed on 10-meter FT8.
2: I'm on a lot. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah that was uh, uh what is it last year 9 18 2022 you made contact wow. down there yeah all right i'm impressed all right well hey let me just tell her about what we're going through here guys we we're on we're on our talk studio app tonight glenn hates it we used to be called melon app glenn hates it but we renamed it it's called talk studio And uh, every Tuesday, I boot up everything. We've got about four or five computers here all networked and a gazillion wires to hook them all together. And uh, every Tuesday, about two o'clock, we boot everything up. Well, today, guess what? It didn't boot up. And uh, I worked on about two to three hours and decided I've got to, you know, start getting a backup together. So we uh, we're running the talk studio app tonight. So if I press the wrong button or, you know, we bring the wrong person in or I mute somebody, uh, I'm sorry if uh, if I do that. Uh, So I don't know what I'm going to find, but uh, I was pulling my hair out today and under a lot of uh, a lot of stress to try to get the show on the road, Glenn. And I was telling Glenn, and some of you guys may have heard me in the chat room, guys. I'm really considering whether or not, uh, how long I can go on with the show. Now, we've been on now for 10 years. I think that's a great milestone, 10 years. It'll actually be 10 years in February. And we've had some boring shows, and we've had some exciting shows. we had some fun shows. But uh, it uh, takes a lot of work, and I, I have trouble finding finding uh, help here i posted in our chat room um, in our uh, facebook group anybody that's got an interesting topic that would like to come on here and help us talk about ham radio please contact me and and jim there did and he's got a great story tonight and uh so this is the kind of things i need help with i need help with uh, content for the show or you're gonna get a boring show so, uh, Jim, let's, uh, let's just go straight to you and uh, let's find out what you're doing. You, you call it an expedition, right?
2: Well, if you're uh, all the guys are on, uh, a lot of people are on VHF uh, are interested in, uh, you know, some of them are interested in getting all the states or getting DXCC on VHF, six meters or two meters or the others. And so uh, sometimes they even uh, wanna collect counties, but uh, many people are, are aware that there is a, a, a geographic division out there called grid squares. And there's a system that marks off the entire world into uh, grid squares. And the grids are one degree uh, latitude uh, by two degrees longitude. So they're all basically rectangles. And so it, it's a, of interest to to HAM, especially on VHF, to see how many of these grid squares uh, they can work. It's kind of like working counties. And there are about 488 of these grids that touch uh, the uh, lower 48, the uh, United States. So, and, uh, so as, you, as you might suspect, some grids have more population in them than others do. And yeah. so I uh, kind of like states. So some of the states are easier to get that are more populated and then some of the grids are harder to get that uh, where not too many hams live. So uh, in the interest of helping uh, the hobby and help uh, fellows get these grids worked, um, many of us uh, go out and become what we call rovers. And a rover takes a, a ham station and you know takes it to uh, the, uh, the, the sites that are needed, the grids that are more rare and sort of puts that grid on the air. Um, like It uh, might be like you would in a de-expedition to a rare country. Uh, so in this case though, we're just talking about rare grids. And so some of the grids there are not very many hams, could be some of them as low as uh, half a dozen hams and none of them, it could be that none of them are active uh, or especially not active on VHF. So uh, I've taken it upon myself to uh, put several uh, grids uh, uh, on the air. And uh, so now actually I've done a 26 of these as I add them up. Uh, last year I was in Montana and did two grids out there. And uh, this year I decided to hit a couple in, in Minnesota that uh, are closer to me, but actually uh, – needed by uh, f- fellows who are trying to work all these 488 grids. So it's what we call it a grid expedition. And I just went by myself, my wife didn't wanna go. And she said, you're on your own. So she let me go and I was uh, gone for two weeks uh, alone, uh, kind of in the wilderness. And wow. so I have a few few pictures I'd like to share about yeah. th- with that, uh, Tom.
0: Well, hey, before you share, let me, let me ask a question. Uh, do you do any satellite?
2: I I haven't yet, but I know there's a lot of interest in satellite people working grids as well. Yeah, I pretty much just spent on six meters.
0: Yeah, the reason I mentioned it, my friend here in Memphis, uh, uh, Rick uh, uh, WA4NVZ, is a big satellite guy, and uh, he uh, was number three in the country to work all grids. Uh, The 480 something you're talking about, he did that on satellite. And uh, now there's up to about maybe 40 or 50 people that had done that, but he was number three. And I think he came up with the grid master award for satellite. And I think AMSAT took that over. I see. Yeah. So yeah, he, he does the same thing, but, uh, uh, I've never done it, but, uh, it may be something I want to do in the future. So, Hey, let's, let's look at some pictures. I'll, uh, I'll bring your uh, pictures up here and you can, uh, cycle through them and talk about them. So, All right. um, you should be seeing that, I guess, right?
2: Yes, yes. Yeah. So the interesting thing about satellite is you make your own propagation.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. And in uh, six meters, you don't have uh, that uh, that advantage. So, uh now how, So this is my. Uh, are you seeing just the one picture there? Uh huh. Okay. Um. So I will. I just cycle through by clicking on the top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think just. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing the screen you're seeing, and if you can right. a
2: picture cycle through, we'll see them all. Well, this is this is my basic rig. It's it's my truck and a, a small little camper, um, and so uh, that's how I, I I function this way. I have my ham shack comes right along with me, uh, and so um, you do some research and you figure out what grids are needed and which ones you can go to, and uh, I've learned that. Uh, you need to have uh, a figure on four to five days at each grid because the propagation is uncertain enough that you don't want to get there and miss out on propagation so you might sit there for a day or two before conditions improve so you need to have enough time to increase your odds of having one or two good uh, propagation days Can you, okay okay we've seen that all right oh yeah yeah we're seeing all right that. this this is my uh this is my route from this uh, past uh, July. So I plan to go into Northern uh, Minnesota there and you can see uh, I came from Michigan and went across the strait, all across the straits and uh, started out at uh, EN 28, that's the label for that one. And it, it's uh, um,
0: on, on the rarer
2: side uh, for hams these days. So I spent uh, about five days there and then I had to drive uh, south to kind of get north again uh, and get back up into EN-48, which is uh, somewhat rarer yet. It's up in the boundary waters uh, of uh, between Minnesota and Canada, and very few people up in there. And uh, most of that grid, like 90% of that grid is in Canada, and there just aren't a lot of people uh, living uh, in that area. So... But it was accessible for me. I don't know if you can see in the map, but it was about a 3,000 mile um, a trip for me. Um, again, it was about five, uh, five days uh, in, in each session. Uh, this is just a stop I made along the way up the, the headwaters uh, of the Mississippi. Uh, spent the night there, not too much to show. Uh, but a lot of the road that you get up in Northern Minnesota and this is what you see going down the road I remember this particular stretch of road, I, I drove for an hour and only met uh, a couple of other cars. And there were no cars I, that I saw going my same direction. Um, so that was, uh, you just get real uh, real remote under underpopulated areas uh, that are kind of swampy usually. Um, and uh, just a lot of wilderness. So this is a lot of what you see. Well, here I am already situated uh, at the first site. Now this particular site, this is EN twenty-eight site, the one in northwestern Minnesota. It was actually at, at a city park. You can see me packed uh, back in there. This is before I had um, anything uh, set up. Um, but um, on the back of on the back of the trailer, can you see this pointer, Tom?
0: Mm-hmm i'm not sure Where's i it? see the back of the
2: trailer no you don't you don't oh, no, see I don't. my cursor. I see, the
0: front. I see the front of the trailer
2: you don't see my cursor no okay all right well th- that's the back wait, wait, wait. of the that's the there back there it is
0: of the, I, I think we do see it yeah
2: here well, anyway yeah, that's the, that's, the back, that's the back that's the back that's the back of the trailer before the setup but um so th- this is what it looks like uh being set up so mm-hmm. uh I don't know if I had that fully extended, but that's about a 25-foot fiberglass mast. And you can see the, the rotor rigged up there at the bottom. So I, I, I rotate the entire mast uh, and I have the guy wires there. So that's that's the general gist of, of what the setup looks like uh, when it's completed. And this is then the nicer campground. So I had actually water and electricity here. So this was, like, luxurious for me. Oh, yeah. Um, you see my little grill set up there, over my cooking and uh, all of that. So, uh, like I said, I was by myself. I, I lost three pounds on this trip, cooking for myself. So, uh, so,
0: yeah, I can tell you're roughing it there.
2: Yeah, this is a, yeah. a nice park with a mowed lawn, and uh, you know, had I like public bathrooms and uh, and all of that. So, uh, what I have here is just a shot down the down the boom of of the antenna I use. This is a four element. Um, uh, beam, of course. Um, there, there's, uh, you see five elements there, but one is, is a loop. So this is a four element from uh, Innovative Antennas out of England. And mm-hmm. it, it comes apart real easily. And you can see that I've got some uh, tape uh, marking uh, on on the elements.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you can see I've got the, the thumb drive, uh, kind of the thumb powered uh, hose clamps. And so I can just take it apart quickly. And then I, I, I put it back together because the tape shows the length that uh, I'm supposed to have it, the, that element be. And then I just quickly tighten it up with my finger. So I don't need any tools or anything to like put my antenna together. So anyway, this is the, the detail of that antenna uh, on uh, on the picnic table there. So I've been very, uh, very happy with this uh, uh, four-element beam. It's, I, I noticed the improvement over three-element, uh, just because that extra element, and the longer boom, and so forth. I think I get two or three more dB, which um, is helpful on almost every on every band.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Tom, if you have any questions, I know you'll just jump in sure. there, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, this is a close-up. Uh, of sort of the mechanical part on the rear of the trailer. The trailer happens to have a receiver for like a luggage rack or something, just like you'd have in the back of a pickup to pull the trailer. This has a receiver on the back. You can plug in a bike rack or something like that. Well, I use it for this uh, device, which I also purchased from uh, same place I got the, the mast. And it's a tilt over assembly and I, sh- rigged up my, my rotator, so it'll slide in there. Then I slide the mast, of course, into the rotor. So then I can work on this and set it all up and put the antenna together while it's on the ground. And then you can see kind of an end view here with uh, it tilted over and it's got it just about ready. I've got the guy ropes on there and, what I, and I've got a little support bracket there uh, in the middle. Uh, in this area that sort of props things up so the antenna isn't on mm-hmm. the ground, you know, bending the elements. And so just, I'm right in the position here now to uh, where I can walk that up. So it's being held there and it's light enough that I can easily uh, walk that up and that tilt mount at the trailer and then just tilts up as I, you know, walk towards uh, toward the trailer.
0: Well, we have a was, we have a question question yeah. room. Do you work uh, what what modes? Is it FM or sideband?
2: I've been this was a, a an FTA trip. Oh, okay, FTA. Yeah, gotcha. I I could have worked other bands, but I really didn't have anybody really wanting that. Yeah. And I worked some other modes, some other digital modes, but it's pretty much hundred percent digital on this trip. Okay. Uh, I obviously could work phone or or more, or CW, but uh, mm-hmm. just didn't happen to come up, so. All right, so there you can see uh, that, and this is another looking back the other way, the antennas is kind of there, held off the ground by a a few inches by this support piece that I carry with me. You can see the guy ropes, I've got everything there kind of ready to tip up in the air. Um, And so this is manageable with about 25 feet of telescoping uh, mast here. So this is uh, set up in inside the the camper, um, with all my uh, my gear there. Obviously the laptop. I was using the K3S uh, transceiver, and you can see the little amplifier above that. That's the Elecraft uh, KPA500. Obviously the the Azu rotor control box, uh, and then uh, I've got an iPad there to. Uh, Kind of just check the inter- internet and watch the spots and see what propagation is doing. So uh,
0: your uh, your friend Tom K8TV is in the chat room. He's watching. So you have to have to be careful what you're saying now. You know.
2: Yeah, I know and He's going to text me if I make a mistake. That's I think right. that's right. Uh, yeah, they keep me. They keep me honest. And uh, Tom's a longtime friend. In fact, I had to call him when I was here because I had a question about <laughs> some ham walked up to me out of the blue here pulled up and stopped in front of the, of the car here and just walked up and he asked me if I was a ham I said yeah he said well, could you help me with my ham radio license I didn't know the guy from from Adam mm-hmm. and uh, he says my license expired so I had to call Tom because Tom's an expert on on licensing he's a VE and everything so I had to call Tom and do a help assist a guy on my DX expedition here uh, with his license renewal so yeah so anyway uh, when you get busy you know then your screen looks like this uh, if you've done any FT8, you know, uh, it's like solid red, uh, right away. If you're from a place where they, uh, where they need you. So I, I got pretty busy. Um, I was there during the 4th of July. So I had my flag out and another look, uh, at the setup. Um, I'm always kind of curious if people are going to ask questions, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're in a park like this, and people are wondering what, what the antenna is. Sometimes they think it's like to get internet. Um, and so sometimes I can joke around and say, no, I'm just a weather chaser or something like that. But uh, very few questions this time. So uh, anyhow, you can see it's a lovely day and I uh, really had uh, a good time. But on those, dead, on those dead days, you make sure you bring some books with you to, so you've got something uh, to read. But uh, I did stay here five days and I had about half the time was pretty good condition. So I'm, I, I'm in about um, 350 contacts uh, from the site. Uh, this is the EN28 uh, site. So this is just a screenshot of you know people showing me uh, up here, you know, getting spotted and whatnot. Um, so that was just uh, kind of fun uh, to see that. Um, and being further north and further west, I had different different, different feeling. Uh, the propagation feels different. You can start a little bit closer to the west than I normally am in Michigan. And so it's a little bit easier to reach other areas that we don't normally uh, reach in one hop. So um, anyway, uh, we, were, uh, we were pretty busy. So I finished up on EN 28. Now we're headed to the next grid. And you can see the roads look about the same. The trees look a little different, but there's a lot of a lot of green space and not a lot of towns. And you uh, you don't want to drive by too many gas stations, uh, especially if you're burning as much fuel as I do. Um, you stay you stay full and you have uh, uh, extra gas with you. Yeah. So so, uh, so on the way up there, if any people are familiar with uh, the old Gunflint Trail. But this is where I ended up being uh, to put the next grid, that EN48, on the air. So, uh, uh, we go through a, a Grand Marais, uh, Minnesota, uh, kind of the, the uh, where you disembark from, and so they call it the Old Gunflint Trail. It's along a long, very scenic byway, but quite remote. And uh, I didn't see a gas station uh, from town all the way to my campsite, uh, an hour's drive in one direction. Uh, Never saw a gas another gas station, so uh, um, so anyhow, you just keep going, the road kind of gets smaller and smaller. So, here you come across this sign, you know, minimum maintenance road travel at your own risk. So, got off, I I did have pavement for uh, uh, most of it, but then you you get off on on onto something like this. So, you want I wonder what this is going to be like. and then it gets smaller and smaller again. So now I'm down to a two track and there are very few signs. But suddenly I found this one, I managed to get a selfie here, uh, Iron Lake Campground. So it's just uh, in the, in the uh, Superior National Forest. And uh, it's, a, it's a campground with only seven, seven sites. And there were only two of us up there with myself and one other uh, couple was camping uh, up there. So this is uh, me nestled in the in the forest up there. I'm kind of up on a little hilltop. You can see, and uh, all set up there um, with the antenna. Uh, no, le- no electricity or uh, or water or or sewer for that matter. And so I was completely uh, self-contained. I knew I knew I was going to have to uh, have a generator. So I, I brought that along, and then brought in. Uh, had to haul in about 15 gallons of gas just to make sure I'd have enough gasoline because it'd be a two-hour trip. A two-hour trip to to get gasoline. This is very remote here. I'm about two miles from the Canadian from the Canadian border. But this is the view looking the other way from my campsite. So you're a little bit remote, but you think, "Wow, look at uh, look at my backyard." So I could walk down a little path there and uh, walk right down uh, to the lake. So quite uh, enjoyable being there. And uh, you gotta watch out Uh, for these guys, these signs are all over the place. So I was kind of hoping to maybe see a bear, I didn't. Uh, And the other thing they were talking about was moose and I didn't see either Mm. one. So I was kind of ready and sort of mindful of it, but um, I never did. get lucky enough to see any exciting wildlife. Uh, just a couple shots uh, amongst the green vegetation. There's uh, some pretty uh, flowers. Another shot from the back uh, of the setup. Again, uh, you know, tilted up uh, from, from the, looking at the back, it's from the right. the Everything tilts over to the right and, uh, while well, I've got it tilted up, I secure it vertically and then I tighten up the uh, the guys, of course. So that's uh, where I sat for about five days. Very, uh, very pleasant, uh, very lonely. I think I went to without, except for the other two campers who were there, I never saw another person uh, uh, for five days. So
0: uh,
2: it's a good thing I'm introverted, I guess, because I don't need uh, that many people around. Yeah. Again, another shot here, uh, if you notice the, uh, the donuts in the back corner there, the donut holes, I treated myself mm-hmm. to that. And uh, lots of coffee, uh, but uh, setup worked uh, very, very well for me. I was very, very pleased with it. One of the things I've learned long ago is uh, to always bring backups of everything. Um, and most things I did. So I have a backup transceiver I had with me. And I had a backup a generator, a uh, backup antenna. Uh, I did not have a, uh, a backup rotator, but I don't need the rotator. I can go out and turn it manually. So in a sense, uh, my backup is uh, is the Armstrong. But wow. if you're going to do one of these things and you're an hour from town, uh, you've got to be prepared for failures if, you, <laughs> uh, if you're going to be out uh, in some of these remote locations.
0: Now, I know, I know you're roughing it there, but did your camper have any type of air conditioning or I guess yeah. cool up
2: there? I, I, I do have air and heat, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the camper itself is relatively luxurious. <laughs> I have a, you know, like water supply and, uh, holding tanks and, uh, I have a propane stove and I have a refrigerator and a microwave. So uh, that part of it wasn't uh, too bad, but I never needed to run the heat or uh, the air conditioning. It was just kind of really nice up there. Um, Everybody else was sweltering and I'm enjoying like 75 degrees and at at night about 55. So just about uh, ideal. Um, not too much suffering that way. Now, mosquitoes are also thriving. That's one of the things you gotta be prepared for. It gets close to dusk and they really come out. So, but they, the, the, the mosquito repellent works. Uh, and so I just I just used that and tried not to be outside much, at, certainly uh, after dark. Um, and I also had bear repellent with me uh, just in case. Another shot here, a little bit cloudier day. I got these signs. So I put them on my picture so I can remember uh, where I uh, where I was when I took the picture. Uh, so um, this little camper has a queen bed in it, so it's you know it's relatively comfortable to sleep in as well. And uh, so uh, this, I had a little uh, here. This little black device on the on the side above the door. That's part of a cell phone booster system that I brought along, and I did need that. Uh, There Actually, was cell phone coverage. I think it came out of Canada, but I only had one weak little bar on my phone, so this little booster gave me two to three bars, which was enough to to operate on FT8 and have my clocks right, and uh, I could also communicate uh, back home to some degree. Limited, but... um, uh, I could text. So just a couple more shots. Uh, this was, uh, you know, the backbone of my power here. It's my little uh, Honda generator. Uh, it's a, a 2200 watt generator. And uh, I did have quiet hours. Uh, had to be, uh, generators had to be off after 10 p.m. at night. Couldn't be on until eight, but, but that was okay. At six meters, that's usually when the band shuts down anyway. So. Uh, that, that wasn't a problem, but I did have, uh, a generator failure. I was running a different generator, a, a Yamaha, and uh, that started kicking out on I me and I didn't know why. So I put that in the truck and got this one out. So it was another case where you really need to have, you're going to be this far in this remote. You better have, uh, better have backups. Um, and it, it served me well. So this, this generator will run, uh, over five hours, uh, on 1.1 gallons of gas. So, uh, that goes a long time. So it's almost like I only have to fill it, uh, twice all day long. If I start out full, I really have to fill it maybe once more. Uh, so it's very, very efficient on gas. I only used half the gas I brought with me. So, so again, this, uh, this is the view from the backside. I just had to spin around and look at this whenever I, uh, Look, I kept looking in the distance, hoping I'd see a moose or something, uh, but uh, it didn't. Uh, it didn't happen. So one uh, kind of one last shot here uh, of the setup. Nice uh, sunny day, sitting in the in the shade. If the band was dead, I went and sat in the shade and uh, read my book. Beautiful uh, rocky area, kind of a rock-filled lake, uh, rocky shore, very much northern uh, Canada. So this is, uh, enjoy this, uh, remember this trip, a long time to come. So here's just uh, my my last slide. Uh, This this shows, it's a little bit fuzzy, but it gives you an idea. These are all the grids that I actually uh, worked um, between the two Uh, grids between uh, EN 28 and EN uh, 48. So in total about 780 uh, contacts. So I I was quite pleased, kind of concentrated in the east there, but I guess that's where propagation was. But I've had a few things, a few uh, times opened up to the west. So you can see I've got a radius there uh, out to the west. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe I worked every state uh, except uh, Nebraska and Hawaii and Alaska. Uh, I worked all the other. Uh, I worked forty-seven of the lower forty-eight. And you can see I've got a couple down there in the Caribbean uh, as well uh, that we worked on six meters. So I was running again the four-element beam, and then I was running about four or five hundred watts uh, with the amplifier was my uh, my station. So it uh, was uh, very very successful uh, trip. In fact, I just got back from another one. Uh, I was out in uh, north of Maine in FN 57. So uh, that's uh, been starkly another kind of uh, needed grid out here. Uh, but in three days, the band never opened up. So it was complete failure, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. So that's the kind of thing you got to be ready for uh, on VHF. You have to plan to be there long enough to catch the good propagation days, so. Um, that's, that's kind of my story, uh, Tom. Well, have, uh, you got picture, too much time. have you got a
0: picture of your, your communications or your ham van that you can show us?
2: Um, let me see. Uh, oh, I didn't use ahead. that on this trip.
0: Well, I have one here. But if you've got it, let's see if you can show it. I let think me it's an outstanding uh, ham van. You see that one? Uh, no. Uh, I think you're going to have to select on your share. You'll probably have to select the, that file or that folder.
2: <clears throat> I will do that.
0: Well, if, if you can't get it here, I think I have it loaded here, and I can try. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just like you. I, I've done very little sharing with this new program here.
2: You got any pictures yet?
0: Yeah, there they are. Uh, We need to make them big. Yeah, we got the
1: thumbnails.
2: You got anything now?
0: No, because I think that opened up in a new window. And you're going to have to select that window from your share. So go to your share and and look again for that that picture that you just opened.
2: Yes, Okay. Well, it's trying to open for me, mm-hmm. and we'll give it another try. There it is. Now this is uh, this is the ham van parked right next to my little trailer. <laughs> yeah, uh, almost had them touching, but. Um, this is uh, in uh, Northern Michigan on the Keweenaw Peninsula and EN 67, which is another rare grid. Uh, and so that's looking out on Lake Superior there. It's a, a county a, a township park, about 700 feet above the water. So it's ideal for a VHF. So anyway, that's, uh, that's the hand service. We've, we've been a date in the last, I think three years um, as an exhibitor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's, that's the other roving option, but I can't sleep in it. So, uh, <laughs> I opt what? for the trailer. Uh, I'd love to have the hand van, but I'd almost have to tow the trailer with the hand van. So, well, you know,
0: that, uh, that I guess that's a hydraulic uh, pole.
2: It is. Yeah. It, it, it,
0: it looks like it probably takes some space inside the truck.
2: It does. Yeah. 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 It's about, um, 10 inches in diameter Oh wow! and then uh it weighs probably 350 400 pounds and then there there's the, the seven foot sections seven or eight foot sections there that extend out and yeah, the, it, it, go, it goes goes it go up with air, air pressure hydraulic go, air pressure
0: okay will it go higher than that
2: uh that might not have been fully extended uh it'll go 50 feet oh so yeah. uh uh, that one, it doesn't look like it's quite all the way up.
0: Yeah, you got a lot of the slack there in the the cable going up. It might go a little higher.
2: And sometimes, if it's a little bit windy, and it might have been windy, we uh, we don't have it all the way up.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: But if you're already 700 feet above the water, uh, you know, a few more feet yeah. doesn't really yeah. matter too much.
0: Right, right.
2: So that was a great uh, a great trip too. Um, we've we've done that. That grid uh, three or four times. So um, we just had a lot of fun. Uh, then I stayed there in the camper and, you know, stayed all night. So uh, actually my friend Tom went with me on this one. Yeah. And, uh,
0: so do you pull that camper with the uh, ham ham van?
2: No, uh, we don't. I have another pickup. Well, you saw the pickup. I, I pulled yeah. with that. So yeah. we drove. The, we had both rigs. We had the, the ham van and the oh. camper and, and pickup rig. They're yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. But I, I had not developed the uh, telescoping mast for the trailer yet, uh-huh. um, and uh, so. But I, Tom, Tom went along with me on that one, so I had another driver. You see. Oh yeah. If, I'm, if I'm <laughs> by myself, I have limited options.
0: <laughs> well, that's uh, that's first class. It's really nice.
2: Yeah, we've had a lot of fun uh, with that handband too.
0: So, yeah. Okay, well, uh, it's been interesting uh, to uh, hear about all the uh, grids. You know, there are, there are actually grids out there where nobody lives in that area. They're just,
2: they're just desolate. I mean,
0: nobody's. Well, there.
2: I'm starting. I'm starting to plan uh, something for next year, and uh, what's jumping out at me is a couple of grids in Nevada. Now that'll be a little bit bigger hike to get out there, but
0: oh yeah, mm-hmm.
2: um. Uh, that, uh we'll see what happens as time unfolds, which grids emerge as um, being needed the most.
0: So. Well, Glenn, you got any questions? No, not me. Um,
1: uh, what, actually, I do have one. I know the answer, but I've forgotten it. What is the size of a grid square?
2: It, it's one degree latitude. By two degrees longitude.
0: Okay, how does that work look out on, in miles? That's a four-digit. That, that is that a four-digit or no? Is that a six-digit?
2: That'd be a four. No, digit. It, well, each four grid. Digits? Yeah, the six-digit are the six digits. Those are subdivisions of.
0: Right, grid. right, right. Well, in satellite uh, work, you know, a six digits about two miles square, two by three, something like that. So. A four yeah, digit. I
2: think. Uh, I think a grid um, uh, is around uh, 75 miles tall and 100 or 150 miles wide.
1: Yeah. Tom's saying it's 40 by 60 or so. Yeah. Well,
2: you
0: know, and, and, and I think the size varies depending on where a
2: where in the, well, grid, the size, the size yeah. and shape varies depending on where you are on the globe. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. they get more and more pointed as you get north.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Oh no Tom never admit that you could be wrong.
2: <laughs> I right. know Tom well, too well. Yeah.
0: Well this is interesting uh, next time you uh, have a big event like that get us some video and yeah and and come back and get on a show and let us uh let's see how much fun you have there now you
2: They have to bring a know. cameraman with me.
0: Well, you have to, and that's a problem. Hey, getting yeah. cameraman—we don't even have a cameraman here. You know, it's—it's <laughs> it's even difficult for me to work on a project because I don't have anybody to aim the camera. You know. Yeah. But uh, you know, now in addition, in addition to to that, you, you got to have food, man. We want to see the you know the the steaks and yeah. you know, the cookouts and all that kind of stuff out there on the grill too. Yeah, that's what I it's did, all I about. Did.
2: Yeah, I did I did some of that, but. It wasn't very fancy, but I, uh, like I said, I lost three pounds in two weeks.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, hey, hey, uh, Jim, thanks so much for sharing that with us tonight. You're welcome to stick around with us the whole yeah. the rest of the show. Uh, we got, you know, little uh, odds and ends of things I'm going to talk about. And uh, you're welcome to stay here with us and you and, All right. and our Thank you. people. Uh, uh, if, if you want to comment, everybody comment, guys, because I know there's going to be some controversy when I talk about coax, is directional, and you need to put your RF signal in one end and it comes out the other end. Look at Glenn smiling there. I don't think Glenn believes
1: it. No, I don't. There's some, there's, there's, there's a trick here.
0: Glenn doesn't believe it. Okay. All right. There's a trick here. Thanks, guys. And hey, if there's any, if anybody else in the chat room who's got questions there for Jim, just uh, shoot them out and. I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if uh, Jim's in the chat room, but I'll see them. Glenn will see them, and we can relay them to, uh, to Jim there.
1: Yeah. Now, Colin is saying that a grid square is one degree by two degrees, and it's 70 by 100 miles in the continental U.S. So there's a more accurate description. Six-digit grid is 2.5 minutes latitude by five minutes longitude, roughly three by four miles. In yeah, the and we've searched,
0: when we, uh, We've we searched a, t- a six-digit grid square for our balloon, and, and you think that's really getting down really close, two miles by three miles, but that is a big area, two miles yeah, by miles. Yeah, but that's why you
1: stuff. went to, what, the nine-digit grid square?
0: Well, uh, I don't think we went to a, a grid square, but we did have a, F, what is it, J, JT9. JT9. We had a JT9 on there that took it down to, like, 50 feet. Yeah, and that's how we found. That's how we found one of our balloons. It landed on top of a school in uh, Alabama, and and we knew right where it was. They walked out yep. there, and there it was. All right. Well, hey, thanks, Jim. Thank you. Hey, I want to say hello to Tim W B Eight H think he's still in here. Tim always gets in here. I see Brent in here, Brent. Uh, Yeah, Brent's coming to Huntsville. We'll see him in about a week and a half in Huntsville. All right, guys. So, hey, we're going to talk about the coax here in just a minute. We're going to talk about the the remote base uh, uh, that we're building based on the nanny cam and a few other things. So, stand by. We'll be right back. Got cabin fever? Look no further. Spring is in the air, and ICOM has just what you're looking for. We have top quality base stations, mobiles, and handhelds that are perfect for working your favorite bands. ICOM's newest amateur FM transceiver is the IC V3500. With a compact body and simple interface, this radio is a must for those looking for a long range mobile with a fresh look. The ICT10 is a rugged portable that meets or exceeds standard military testing with an IP67 waterproof rating. The ICT10 can withstand any field activities ahead. Hear transmissions and listen to FM broadcasts with the loud 1500 milliwatt speaker. The IC7300 is a high performance innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before various transceiver stages, reducing inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 changes the way entry-level ATF is designed. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Okay. All right, so I probably need to just jump right into this next segment. Guys, coax is directional. Now, I'm hearing a little bit of feedback. I'm not sure who it's coming from. That's,
1: Jim's got a radio on in the background.
0: Oh, Does he? Okay. Well, that's fine. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, hey, guys, let me pull this. I'm going to share something here with you. I'm going to do a share. Share screen. Uh, I probably have the same trouble. he, uh, he does. Let's see. Uh, park. Uh, window. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, All right. Um, I'm not doing too good here. Let me see. Why am I not seeing everything? see well then i got a screen open here and i don't know how to close it let me me do this guys uh bear with us bear with us we're on a different system tonight This is terrible. <laughs> then I brought up the sharing screen, and I don't know how to turn it off. I mean, the uh, talk Can't get out of it.
1: You should have the share icon on the bottom. You may be able to click that and then turn off sharing from that icon.
0: No, I don't. It's in the background. Let's see.
1: Come on. Well, in the meantime, let's see if I can why don't do you, that. why
0: don't you why don't you talk to us about uh uh data
1: park? Well, I was gonna show my screen here, see how well that works just to help you troubleshoot. Let's make sure I've got the right screen. I've got so many screens, I've got too many screens. Um Matter of fact, I can't find the screen I want to use. So I'm <laughs> like you. I've got too many screens.
0: God, this is awful. <laughs>
1: oh, darn it. I thought I had one just queued right up. I can see it on my screen, but
0: this I have I have awful.
1: too many screens for this uh, this hmm. app. Let's try this. See if I can't kick into a slideshow. And try it that way. Oh. No, that's not going to work. So let's try this. Oh, here we go. All right, here's, here's the share.
0: Did that share? I have no idea. I can't even see you guys now. That's how bad it is on this end. Hmm. Hang on. Okay, wait. Uh, let's see. Live stream. Okay, wait, wait. Something's happening. Something's happening. Something's uh, happening. It says, uh, "I says I've started
1: to share, but it's not, not showing."
0: Well, I wonder what test manager will let me do here. Uh, let's see. why I don't want to close Google Chrome. Because
1: it says it's sharing the window.
0: But it ain't sharing. Or right, I tell you what, I'm going to do, guys. I, I'm going to stand by. I'm getting out and I'm going to come back in the, the show. I'm, I'm going to have to disconnect. I'll be right oh, back. Oh, that
1: probably going to kick us off, too. No,
0: you, you'll stay there. You'll stay there. Okay.
1: Let's try this again.
2: Where are you located, Glenn?
1: Oh, I'm just outside of Memphis. I'm in EM 44.
2: Ah, okay. Okay, I am back.
0: And Glenn's back. Okay, all right. I'm gonna try this one more time. I'm gonna try this one more time. I'm gonna do a share screen. First of all, I'm making sure it's open. There it is, it's open. All right, I'm gonna share screen.
2: Glenn, you know I don't believe this. Are you there, Glenn? All right, I'm back. Okay, well, I
0: guess I'm gonna have to quit trying to share. Okay, I had an article from uh, QST Magazine that shows the coax cable and how it is directional. There's actually even a little arrow that's stamped on the coax cable that points. Certain direction. Now, why can I not get that play? I I, oh well. I wish I could show this to you. Directional coax, and uh, that was in actually that was in CQ 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 of uh, April twenty twenty three. It says here, there's little known fact that coaxial cables such as RG8, 213, 214, and RG58 have more RF loss in one direction than the other. This is due to the twist direction of the inner conductor and the braid twist on the outer conductor. Uh, it says here, this phenomenon was uh, discovered and documented by Professor Luf Lorpa. SM9LL in Sweden. Uh, he came across this while doing basic research at the University of Stockholm. This uh, science does not apply to hard line, which inner and in outer conductors are solid. Um, manufacturers of quality braided cable today print an arrow on the outer jacket of their cables indicating which way the transmitted rf should go There's a picture here of coax and a picture of the little uh arrow that's uh printed on there uh you may not notice it because the arrow is very tiny so what do you think about that glenn what do you think man there we go i got you there you go there you go okay i'm sorry so what do you think glenn
1: um i think i'm using cheap lmr 400 coaxes mine ain't got no arrow on it
0: well uh has that got a solid center yeah well see this is twist it's gotta be twisted center
1: oh yeah well
0: that really makes sense.
1: sense yeah, yeah. solid yeah. centers bi-directional cable yeah so uh yeah yeah what edition was that was that like april
0: uh well you know what it was april yeah, I figured it might be. Yeah, I, It was April. Yeah, I April. might have that
1: in my files.
0: <laughs> now you got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. Come on. Seriously, no, Tom. No, I, he showed look at picture. that call sign. He showed a picture. Look at that cable. call he sign. He showed a picture of the cable, and it had the arrow on the cable. It's, it's uh-huh. a in the cable. What is its call sign? Let me look him up again. SM-9-LL. Right. Something doesn't seem right. Yeah, it doesn't seem right, did it? SM-9-LL. Yeah. Smile. 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 Smile.
1: Next, next thing yeah. you know, you're going to be talking to us about sunspot spray.
0: Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh yeah, I think it. That may be an April Fool's deal. I don't know. I have a feeling that it I, is. I don't know. I don't know. I
1: have never heard of a coax that's unidirectional. And in fact, when you build an SWR meter, you use two links of coax to create a uh, bidirectional coupler or a directional coupler. Uh, uh, Do you? Yeah. And like okay. you say, if it's got a solid core, that whole theory goes out the window. Yeah, I was thinking well, at best it was maybe the way the braid on the outer core outer conductor was woven, but that doesn't even make sense, especially when you're talking the the hardline stuff.
0: Yeah, well, you know.
1: So rich gotcha,
0: man. I kind of think. <laughs> rich I, gotcha i, I kind of think that that might not be a real story now that you mentioned. yeah it's an april fool's story gee whiz i spent a lot of time on that yeah Tur- turn rid- your mic up a little bit your audio's down a little all bit right, huh? let, let me all right I'm, I'm starting to get feedback here um let me turn the volume down oh boy oh now now you're feeding back bad yeah Seems like nothing seemed like nothing's working. Still got some feedback. Yeah, yeah. Let me turn it down a little more. Seem like nothing's working here tonight. There you go. There we go. The mute works.
1: Now you're still still echoing.
0: Something's wrong. Half the controls aren't. Half the controls aren't working on here. So I don't know.
1: There you go. It's the app. I'm keep trying to tell you.
0: I think it's my laptop. This is. You know, I bought that new laptop to to run this on, and I I just didn't get it out today to hook it up. All right. So since I am unable to share. Man, that's part of the show tonight too.
1: Well, let's see if I can share here.
0: Yeah, try and see.
1: Let me let me do something. It's going to take I, me I, a I second.
0: I what I think it is. Uh, I, I went in to make everything bigger on the computer. And everything is bigger now. And I think it's causing things to uh, not show up. You know, So I'm going to go back to make everything smaller.
1: Okay. I'm waiting for this to load because I actually closed it by accident.
0: All right, let's
1: see. Let's try this and see if I can share.
0: Blue. I'm
1: looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, that's the app. All right. I just hit share. Does it actually work?
0: Yeah, there it is.
1: Okay. Well, this is the beginning of the Huntsville forum that I've got put together. I do have several mm-hmm. slides put together on get it. Out
0: and give away your secret?
1: Nah, there's there's no super secrets here. Okay. Uh, But this one is titled Building with Microcontrollers. And unlike my previous ones that have been strictly Arduino, we've broadened out into the microcontrollers in general, the Raspberry Pi Pico, the STM32, uh, the ESP32, and things of that nature. And uh, we're going to cover how you actually build projects similar to this uh, with the microcontrollers. Uh, the tools, the techniques, um, all of the various things that you would need to build your, build your own projects, to design them, to think them up, that kind of thing. And so, we're going to cover the A to Z of actually building a project, rather than talking specs and technology this time around. Okay. So, and you know, we're going to we're going to start with all kinds of fun stuff. You know, there's there's a schematic for that touch tone encoder we were talking about the other week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about soldering stations, development systems, and then, you know, how, which microcontroller to choose. And there are several new ones, including the brand new Arduino Uno R4 and a couple of the others. And that's all I'm going to show at this point. All right. But uh,
0: I'm so made that's, I made everything smaller. I'm going to try to share. Let
1: yeah. Now that's again. going to be Saturday at 10 a.m. in Forum Room 4. I'll get you a name for that room in a minute here.
0: All right. I'm going to try to share here, Glenn. Let's see. Screen. I had to exit oh, okay, and get back okay. in. See, I had everything pumped up larger. And it wasn't showing, and it wouldn't let me scroll to the cancel button or the share button. Uh, I, I bumped everything back down to normal size, and I'm seeing it now. Let, let's see, window. Okay, here we go. Now I can share. All right, guys, are you seeing that? Glenn, you see that?
1: Uh, hang on, I've I've got that hidden behind here. Oh, okay. Um, yes.
0: There you go. Now look at this. Doesn't that look legitimate?
1: Yeah, except it says April 2023.
0: Yeah, it does. Man.
1: And that's not the, the Swedish. Oh, that's it. Professor Luf Lerpa.
0: Luf, Luf. SM9LL. Luf, yeah. Luf Lerpa.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I should have caught on to that one. I, yeah.
1: yeah. And, um, For my forum on Saturday, I start at 10 a.m. I'm in the Madison uh, room over on the uh, embassy suite side. And in that same room right behind me will be Bill Brown, uh, WBADLK, doing his uh, balloon forum. So that's going to be a a hopping room.
0: And and, and Bill, I think, will try to launch a balloon here too. Yes, he's going to be doing a balloon
1: launch right afterwards. Well,
0: I got sharing working. Let me see what I got here. Okay. Hey, guys. Let me do this, let me do this. Let me just do this, okay, oh man, okay. They're not in any order, so I'm just gonna, you know, we talked about, we talked about, do I have a picture? We talked about a way to set up a, a very cheap, single channel remote base. For instance, I've got a group of hands over, uh, in North Carolina where we have a home and I want to talk to them on their local repeater. Now the uh, echo link would be a nice way to hook it up, but they don't have echo link and a couple things. So, you know, we, we were brainstorming. Uh, we didn't want a computer that, you know, on Tuesdays, it would take a, a, an update or reboot when the power goes on and off or different things. So, uh, I decided to try using an IP camera, you know, one with two way audio. There's a lot of them out there that have two way audio. And here's one I I ordered uh, off the internet. Uh, It was about 20 bucks. Uh, It got pan, tilt, zoom, and uh, it had two way audio. So I'm thinking, okay. And the audio sounded pretty good. I tried the audio out and it sounded fairly good. So I thought, okay this would be easy to interface to a radio and hey you know get you a, a, probably many of you guys if you like me i've got radios laying around and in a closet that, that aren't being used but you could go out and probably buy you a Bofang for 23 dollars. you know anyway you can get you a get you a little handy talk or something like that get you a nanny cam and you know we use a a little vox circuit to key the radio and and uh the two-way audio seemed like it was going to do pretty good uh, and and you just go through the internet you know and th- that's your connection and you can see my phone down in the bottom left there i, I call on cq there. it goes through the internet hits the nanny cam and goes out the radio to the local repeater and then down at the bottom under the radio you know I, we were going to use a wemo that's just a little uh a, a wi-fi switch you can buy uh, to turn the power supply on and off. So I could remotely turn turn this thing on and off if I wanted to. So I got the camera and, and uh, uh, they must have really small fingers when they build these things. Uh, let's see. Let me go back. So uh, I tore it apart. I, I want to see how the audio sounded first. So I saw it tore apart. I was able to Unsnap the uh, top piece there and uh, dig into it.
1: You do realize you voided the warranty.
0: Yeah, I, I did. Uh, and there I am digging in a little bit more right there. And uh, let's see. There we go there. I've, I've added a couple audio jacks. I actually took the microphone out and I, and I disconnected the speaker. So I'll put me two jacks on there for audio in and out. Um, uh, that's the camera I tried out. Uh, there it is kind of, um, let's see. Um, I think that's before I put the checks on it. There it is there having to dig down into it and, and, uh, to get to the microphone because the microphone was buried under all that stuff. So I was a little worried if I were going to get it put back together, but obviously I must have done something, uh, when, as I was piping audio in it. I don't know if I overdrove it or something, uh, but it got very distorted, uh, and the audio just messed up. So I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to buy another camera to experiment with. I think the concept here.
1: Put the mic and, back on and see if, if the audio corrects. I, if I did. so,
0: I, I, I put the mic back in and uh, it, it was still it was still messed up so something okay
1: so yeah up. you probably blew something or it, overdrove it well,
0: the camera still works fine the, the audio coming out of it works fine it's just a mic in doesn't work uh the pan tilt and zoom all works so anyway uh uh there's the camera i thought know yeah, this is a pretty good idea you know power surge power off on it's not gonna have to really reboot like a computer these cameras always come right back on. So uh, it was pretty, pretty simple uh, approach there. This is just a typical uh, a box circuit that uh, uh, I'm going to build up. And it's, it's using the 14, 1458 chips. What's that? Mm-hmm. 1458? Yeah, is that'd the, be an
1: LM1458 op amp. Yeah,
0: that's the same. That's the same as an LM358. Uh, either one, I think, will work here. All yeah, amps. And
1: all op-amps are pretty much the yeah, same.
0: Yeah. So basically, just you know, audio into it. You've got a, a mic amp here in the first stage, and then the second is a comparator, uh, which compares the audio and tries not to pick up a lot of noise, but picks up the audio itself. And then you see that C2 right there. That sets your uh, your uh, tail delay. So as the output of this hits that transistor, it turns on your push to talk, that little little, uh, uh, capacitor C2 will charge up, and uh, it will give you like a one second, two second delay. You can adjust that for whatever delay you need. So I'll be building that up here. But the camera now, we're we're junking the camera idea. We're junking the camera idea right there. Uh, I thought it was a pretty neat idea at first uh i thought for 20 bucks for the camera 20 bucks for the radio and uh no computer i thought you know we'd be able to to, to really have something nice but i was as i blew that camera up i was thinking okay there's got to be something better and i was thinking you know what nearly everybody in this day and age has old uh smartphones but they have they've retired yeah and uh the smartphones, even though you don't have an AT&T or Verizon uh, connection on them, the Wi-Fi still works on those phones. That'd be good. So, and you can just usually have an audio jack on those. That's right. So the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi will work on any of your old uh, retired phones. Uh, you know, Skype will work. Your email will work. Everything works through it. It just you can't make phone calls. Right. Uh, you you got to go through a local Wi-Fi. You can't go through like Verizon LTE or 4G or yeah uh, any of that stuff. So I'm thinking, OK. And you know what? That camera, it probably had, what, $3 worth of parts in it? I mean, I'm talking pretty uh, low quality, you know. Oh, yeah. Side. I would imagine most of your sp- smartphones are $500, $800. You know, they're. They're gonna have a little
1: bit better audio quality. They're, they're better.
0: They're better. So I'm thinking, okay, why didn't I think of this before? Let's just take the phone and put a retired phone there. Same thing, audio in and out through the jack. It hooks to your local Wi-Fi there, and there I'm down at the bottom. I use my phone and I call Skype. This time we run Skype though, and that's how we do the audio. And and uh, I already had Skype loaded on that phone. There's an option. For Skype to auto answer, so you set that option for auto answer uh, on that phone, and uh, I, I I I call the address that phone up. It connects, and man, now I have two-way audio to my radio. So that's what uh, that's that's the next step we're going to be doing right there. Now Mark P
1: is saying most radios have Vox built in.
0: Well. Some radios do. I need to check. I've got a couple little uh, Chinese radios. I think I've, I've got like a in the closet of Wooks.
1: Yeah, but you're also going to want that timeout timer, which probably will not be built into the radio.
0: Oh, you know, I think some of the radios have time. A, time, oh, okay. a timeout built in them. I need to check on the uh, Vox control. If it does have a Vox control, then, then we're set, man. You know, we just, we just turn it on Vox. So some radios might have it. Some, of course, are not going to have it. But uh, this, I guarantee you, right here, this will give you a good quality audio connection. And I, I played with it through the audio through the internet here. There's almost no delay on the, the Skype is very good about no, yeah. no delay, and uh, I think it'll make a nice connection. Now the thing about this is this is a single single frequency only, because we're not we're not incorporating any way to steer the frequency or anything like that. So right, if you got a local a local repeater there, you want to talk to you. You set your audio up for that local uh, frequency. Uh, uh, you you know put the right tone in, uh, whatever, and you interface it there. So we're going to try this as soon as, uh, as soon as, I can, and we're going to build the uh, build the uh, the Vox circuit. I will look and see if it has a Vox circuit to see if it. Uh, hey, if it has it, we're already there. You know. Yeah. All right. So that is. Another thing and I clicked I clicked I clicked stop sharing.
1: Yeah, you've stopped sharing. You're showing my ugly mug. Here we go.
0: There you go. Okay. All right. So let me let me see what they said in the uh in the chat room here. Oh
1: well, Chuck's got a, a discussion on directional cables, but those are digital audio cables. Yeah, yeah. And uh, huh. that's an interesting discussion he brings up.
0: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, well, Chuck's man. I thought I I thought I brought something to light here on the show.
1: Yep. Now, now, Mark just said just duct tape the phone to the Balfang radio. No wires needed.
0: Oh, hey, you know what? If it's Vox, you're right, you're you're right.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, man, it gets gets even easier, right? Uh let's see. Oh, let's see what he's saying. Okay, let's see what else I had on my list for tonight. Oh, the day in the park yeah did you did you talk about that or not no i have not All right, tell us tell us where it is and when it is okay um uh, in mississippi
1: on an annual basis we have what is called day in the park and uh, one club or several clubs in a different area of the state puts on a day of uh, for ham radio and and hams to show up get together uh, talk have food and uh have a swap area and stuff like that so think of it as a quick you know one day gathering kind of thing and it's uh scattered around the skate it stayed a different location every year and uh, this year it's going to be at the olive branch city park in olive branch uh, it's going to be put on by the olive branch uh, club and the chickasaw uh, club in hernando uh, the clubs have joined up for this we did it in the past uh, we're going to have HF stations set up. Lunch is going to be served. That's free lunch is going to be served. We will have a DX uh, CC card checker available. We'll have a tailgate swap area. Uh, we'll also have free entry for the door prizes. And last time we did this, we got several thousand dollars worth of door prizes donated from... Uh, all kinds of vendors we had mfj donating a uh, a six meter beam uh no they donated a cobweb i'm sorry um, wow, that's nice yeah heil donated a headset
0: hey and you need a cobweb because yours tore up in Iceland. no
1: i'm putting mine back together it's easy okay. to put back together
0: okay. but
1: um we we got a a large number of prizes from the uh various vendors every vendor kicked in um And so we're going to have free entry for those door prizes. I think we had like 50 different door prizes last time around. Uh, We'll also have a drawing for a radio. This is usually a two meter or dual band mobile rig. And those will be a dollar per ticket for that drawing. We'll also have VE testing, uh, new license and upgrades on site. And this is going to be October 14th from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. And I'm pretty sure that's a Saturday. I'll double check here. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and that will be at the Olive Branch City Park on Saturday, October 14th. And, uh, you have to be present to win the prizes. So if you go home, you lose. But, uh, we also have the talk-in on the Olive Branch Repeater, 147-255. So, uh, y'all you know come on over you you don't have to be in mississippi to come over you any any state just come on down have some
0: fun what what and, kind of food you having
1: uh last time we did a really big barbecue cookup yeah and um uh, uh, yeah. it it was outstanding you showed up didn't you or did you miss last year uh or the, the time we did it no it was about four years year. ago yeah. yeah yeah i i don't think you made it that that one uh-huh but uh, yeah, we have several club members that are expert barbecuers and they made us some wonderful pulled pork and we had all the fixings and baked beans and the whole nine yards, you know, drinks, everything. So cool. yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's really cool. And, uh, you know, uh, I hope you'll be there. I'm going to be there. I'll try. I'll try. And, uh, you know, we'll try to get the whole gang there and, you know, come on over and have some fun, but. Again, second uh, October 14th, and it's from 9 to 3. So y'all come on down and have some fun.
0: All right. Very good. I'm hearing myself. i got to turn it in. I don't know yeah. why I'm hearing my audio. I don't know why.
1: And Mark P. is saying if your home router can do a VPN, then your cell phone could connect to your private home network.
0: Yeah. So.
1: But if you're using Skype, you don't need to even connect to your home network. And you
0: know, you can even set Skype up where it can only take calls from from one person. From from a specific person. You know, right. it, it has a directory. Yeah. That's right. that would be All the right. way to do it. All right. I want to talk about something else here, guys. Let me see. I don't look this thing. Here we go. I don't think. Oh, here we go. All right, guys. It's for me to tell you guys about this. Hadn't I talked too much to about, about do it this year. Hadn't talked too much about it. This is the CAA 500 Mark II antenna analyzer. And um, if you guys go to our website to w5kub.com, we'll be on there uh, streaming the Huntsville Ham Fest in a week and a half. We'll actually stream uh, Friday, the setup day, and we'll stream Saturday and Sunday, the show days. Uh, so one of the things we started doing the last couple of years is, it, it, although we're going to give away about 40 free prizes to our viewers, let me tell you real quick how that works. You just watch watch the ham fest on our show, our live show during uh, that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Hambot is going to pick random names out of the chat room, and and if he calls your name, you win the prize he's trying to give away. But you have to be there, and you have to say, you know, you got to hit. You, as long as you hit something, Hambot knows you're there. You can hit a period. You can say hello. You can say hey. I'm you know I'm here. Or you can hit. You can hit ABC. As long as you hit something on a keyboard, Hambot knows that you're there, and he will. Uh, recognize you're there and you won the prize if you claim it within the allocated time that hambot counts down now hambot's going to count the time down you're going to go down to ten seconds five four three two one if you answer after hambot says time's up you can't argue with hambot he's a robot you used to could argue with me and usually win but now you can't you can't argue with hambot at the, we have a prize page set up on w5kub.com. There's a link at the top that says Prizes. And at the top, we've set aside one prize, this, this CAA500, not this one, but a brand new one. And uh, uh, it's a VHF-UHF CAA500 antenna analyzer. And uh, it's a cross needle. It's also got a uh, graphical interface here. To read frequency. It'll plot. It'll plot your uh, SWR and so forth. Goes up to uh, 500 megahertz. This thing is built like a brick. It's it's an iron case or steel case, uh, about the size of a brick. Very heavy, almost indestructible, or maybe undestructible. I don't know what the word is. But uh, we set this aside for people that would like to donate five dollars to help cover some of the cost of our trip. Huntsville trip's not gonna be really expensive, but just just going here, it's gonna cost about a minimum of $1,500 just to go put the webcast on for you guys. So that's a lot of money to go to a, a ham fest $1,500. So what we're gonna do is one prize, fundraiser only, for every $5 that you uh, uh, you send in, we're going to put your name in a hat for a chance. You know, $10 gets you two, you know, $20 gets you four chances and so forth. And I like to say, if you want to do a thousand, that'll get you. What's a thousand divided by five? I it 20, two, 200. I can never do that, Glenn. Yeah, 200. It's 200, 200 I'll throw in a couple extra. Anyway, so if you go to w5kub.com and, uh, the prize page there's a a link on there for donate or you can just hit the donate button at the top you do not have to be present to win if we pick your name we're gonna we're gonna have Comet or we're gonna have ngc send us send one of these to you we've had several winners over the last few years and they won these and they're very it's a very nice prize yeah i want it you don't have to be a you don't have to be there to win that one. This one. You don't have to be, you don't have to say I'm here or anything like that. We're going to pull the name out on Sunday, the 20th, uh, around noontime, uh, central time, noon. And we're going to pick the winner and we'll announce it on the show. and We'll try to contact you. Please try to leave an email or something. Uh, sometimes we get a winner and it's difficult to find the winner. So this want you guys to know about it, but there it is there. It's, it's a nice, very nice. Very very nice, the CA five hundred Mark II, and it's heavy. All right, and I will say this: there have been very few people that have donated this year. I don't know why the I don't know why it's down. Maybe because we didn't have a show last week and we just didn't announce it. But uh, we had a show last week. It was the week before. you know, maybe the week before. So uh, we just really hadn't been getting the word out too much. Now, during during the uh, Saturday show, uh, we'll probably mention it, and we'll probably, we'll have a lot more people watching. Maybe we'll get a few more people to donate for that. But, now, but Tom
1: Collins think. asking, is that going to be for everyone or only stateside?
0: Okay. Uh, this has got to go to a U.S. address. So uh, and it states that in our uh, on our prize page. So if you've got a U.S. address, you're you're still okay. Yeah, you but can send, yeah. have it
1: sent to a friend and they can get it to you. But yeah, we can't ship. If you ship give us a outside. U.S.
0: address, we can we can take care of it. But you know, shipping from the U.S. is just insane to ship this to Australia or 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 Siberia or somewhere, you know. I mean, yeah. Oh man! No,
1: unfortunately, you know I still don't know how China can get stuff here for a dollar or even free shipping. I know. I and know. And you try to go the opposite directions, and it's seventy-five bucks.
0: I I know. I know.
1: Don't understand.
0: Well, on our balloons, uh, I've been buying balloons from a, a company in Japan that makes that special balloon, and I get I think ten balloons. Or it, it cost. It, I think it costs two hundred and fifty dollars, hundred twenty dollars. But that that is a hundred dollars for shipping. Wow! And it's like twelve bucks a balloon, but it's a hundred bucks for shipping. Where's for, that coming from? Comes from it comes from Japan. Ah, okay. But, you know, uh, the balloons are about 12 bucks a piece. So I ordered 10 of them. And, uh, you know, so once you divide that out with the shipping, that makes the balloons cost somewhere around, you know, $20, $22. Yeah. Still,
1: that's just a bunch for just a a little lightweight balloon. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it is. Okay. Well, guys, like I say, not many people have have, uh, put donations in. But I'm sure it's gonna go up. But uh,
1: I've got my note here that I need here. to make my donation.
0: All right. Well make so. it here, man. And uh yeah, Let's, don't, don't once, try once to bribe I make it while a... you're there, while you're there, it has to don't try to bribe HanBot because it won't work. Oh won't you, work. well I, I bought a whole case
1: of WD forty for him. Did you? Yeah. A whole case? Yeah.
0: What do you um, agree with that?
1: Figure he and I could just, you know. Oh, I got you. Share a couple in the background. Hambot has
0: been oiled up. Hambot has been oiled, in. let me see. I'm just gonna kind of. You guys.
1: I'm just kind of grease him up a little bit
0: better. Yeah, if you guys want to know who Hambot is, let me see. I got Hambot here.
1: (laughs) Hambot.
0: There's HanBot right there. Now, he said, let's get some prizes, but normally, I mean, here's the message.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, so Larry said he can't get to the page. I, I'm not sure why you can't get to the page, Larry. Uh, uh, if you go to the menu where it says PayPal and click on it, you don't get... Do you get the menu, uh, Larry? Do you are, are you even getting the w 5 uh let's, dot com page? Let's see if I can do it. Yeah, see if you can get it, Why While you there, just put a thousand bucks in.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give me your credit card. and I'll make sure it happens.
0: Yeah, Mark says no video on the embedded video page. I think, and I, I checked it earlier on the YouTube dashboard. And I had embedded.
1: Click here to I donate.
0: I thought I had embedded turned on. Let's see. Allow embedding. It's turned on. So Yeah.
1: It uh, I click here to donate and it takes me to the, the the link. And I bet you if I click donate, it would want my money.
0: Well, it'll bring it up, but then you 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 tell it how much. But so you're getting there. Okay. Well, very good. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will
1: I will do mine tomorrow.
0: Hey, while you're you there on the on the page, click the video over there on the Oops. left side and see if it comes up. Hang on. I Mark Mark up. P. up in Ohio. Can
1: you mean you your live it? video in chat? Yeah. Oh, I've got that up.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm watching
1: page? your live video.
0: On, on the web page?
1: From your web page, yeah. Yeah. I did the pop out. I always have oh, that okay. up okay. just so I know that you know, I can see how far the delay is. You're about 30 second delayed.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, very good. Yeah, I think it's I think it's working. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it should be working here. And uh so let's see. We talked about let's see. Boy, I talked about we've, the we've, camera we've deal. We've got just about changing. everything. Yeah, we're changing over from our camera deal to uh how do I do this? Hide on stream, hide on stream. I can't even remember how to. do There we go. Why didn't it work a minute ago? Oh well. Okay. So uh, hey, we talked about the camera, uh, the nanny cam thing. We're going to change that to uh, uh, to uh, the the smartphone. And we talked we talked about the coax one way coax deal. Hmm, that was a bust. Yeah. All you had to do is look down and see April, and it was like, oh, yep. Man you thought yeah. you had me yeah we we, we did a day in a park oh let's talk a minute let's talk a minute about huntsville let's just build up huntsville here we haven't talked about about that yet well we have a little bit but a little bit can always talk more but did i say i'm excited about going no not enough not enough on this show you don't right? seem I, like I you're really
1: excited no yeah boy i tell you Mm-mm-mm.
0: okay yeah. guys here's the plan for huntsville we're going down thursday so we can be first at the door on setup day. We're going to drive in the door on setup day, and we're going to set up our booth, get our networking all set up, and all that. And uh, we will have the stream up. It'll probably be ten o'clock in the morning before we actually get stuff because we got to run extension cords and and cat five cables, just all kinds of mess, you know. So. So it might be 10 o'clock before we actually get a, get the stream going. Now, no prizes on Friday, uh, but we still may have some fun. You know, you never know who's going to walk by. I mean, you know. Well, it won't uh, be me. You know, uh, you know, Bob Howe may come by or, or, or Ray Novak or who knows who may come by, you know. Uh, Gordon West uh, sometimes drops by, so we may have uh, we may have some people there uh, Friday, uh, some interesting... Well, how uh, late are you going to be there Friday? On Friday, uh, we will pro- I'll probably stay in there at least till maybe 4.30 or 5 o'clock. Okay, there's a chance I can make
1: it. I'm yeah. going over Friday morning, but I'm going to be at the Rocket Center about the time they open or thereabouts. I'll be there at about 11.00 and I'm going to spend the day at the Rocket Center and then head over to the embassy suite. So I probably won't
0: get there until 3 or 4.
1: But if I get there
0: early, I will run over and say hi. Well, I think we have some reservations. uh, I do, uh, and a a few of the Memphis guys uh, have reservations at the, I think it's the Rhythm, that new restaurant down at the, on the north, I guess it's the north end of the, the hall there. We'll be having... Having a, uh, dinner there, so I, yeah. I try to stay there most all day. Now, <clears throat> Kathy, Kathy, will be with me. She won't be there the whole time. She'll go to dinner with me, of course. But you know, setup day is an interesting day. You get to talk to people. You get to see stuff. Last year, I even bought three brand new power strips on setup day. Ah, cool. You know why I bought them? We forgot to take our extension cords. <laughs> Oops. So so I couldn't even get the show on the road without finding somebody selling power strips, you know. So,
1: yeah. Brett, there's a lot of good restaurants near the convention center. It's in downtown Huntsville. So you've got hey, a you lot know, uh, of choices for restaurants. I don't know. Uh,
0: there may be something on the the, the, the Hampstead.org website. They, they have the food. a
1: list of the various food places. They, uh,
0: they In the past, there has been some food trucks, I think, that come out up to the front door there. Maybe.
1: Yeah, and there will be a um, a hospitality mm. room from like 5 until 10, room 201 in the Embassy Suites. The hospitality
0: uh, there, yeah.
1: So, and that's probably so, where I'm going to be hanging out Friday. So, and yeah, Saturday. I
0: will be there. I mean, our our hotel room is only going to be three or four doors down from the hospitality. Same room. as mine, yeah. Uh, and that's straight down the hallway that goes to the Hem Fest. Right, all on the same floor. It's, so, it's like right
1: across it, from the elevators. Yeah, hey
0: come up to the come up to the uh, hospitality center because they will feed you. There will be honey baked ham there. There'll be uh, soft drinks, there'll be beer, there'll be pretzels. Uh, there, there's all kinds of food that, that's going to be there.
1: Yeah. Now, Brett, there will not be convention center food Friday night. You have to go to the either the, one of the restaurants there um, at the convention center or down the street or in Huntsville proper.
0: So are you, t- are you talking about the uh, hospitality?
1: No, he was talking about convention or food vendors. Oh. Uh, uh,
0: the yeah. concession. I think if I'm I, I think maybe I may be wrong. And I should know this. I've been going down there for years. I think even Friday night they may have food in the hospitality. Oh, center. they
1: will have food in the hospitality room. Absolutely, yes. Yeah.
0: And, I think, uh, and the, I think the young over ham over on the right
1: air now. presentation will be Saturday. Usually that's right around noon or so on Saturday.
0: Yeah. Now there is a uh um uh, a restaurant that just opened a new one It opened up a, last year there in the lobby of the, uh, of the, uh, embassy, embassy suites. suites. Yeah. It but, used to be a Ruth's Chris, but it used to be Ruth Chris, uh, but uh, it's not anymore. It went to a high class. Now you think Ruth Chris was high class. Oh right? man. This place, this, this new place, you got to have a reservation going here and sit down. Uh, Hey, a are they still going to do the buffet bucks. breakfast? Huh? Do they
1: still do the buffet breakfast? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Now they have the free free breakfast downstairs. That's not the restaurant, though, that oh. I'm talking about. But that restaurant is very, very expensive uh and high end. There is that, that the one
1: that's downstairs?
0: Yeah, in the lobby. Ooh. Yeah. That took the place of Chris Ruth.
1: Sounds like somebody's gonna need to take me to McDonald's.
0: Well there is a restaurant that opened two years ago if you walk through the north hall just keep going down at hallway there's a there's an in, there's there's a, a restaurant called the rhythm nice big restaurant bar it's in the convention center actually but it's on the far north end it's about a 20 minute walk by the time yeah. you you know you walked in all the halls in that convention center to get there, it is a long way down here. But that's where we'll be Friday night. We we'll, we've got reservations and
1: yeah. Now uh, Brett, there yeah. is good barbecue all over the place. You're in Alabama for heaven's sake, uh, but um, I would recommend going on their website, the the Hamfest website, and looking at their restaurant list. There are several uh main streets not far away that has there there's a there's a barbecue joint on every street corner in huntsville
2: yeah
0: the uh young ham of the year uh will be about around noontime on saturday yeah and we will uh we've always webcasted that so uh that that will be on the young ham of the year and uh if you guys uh are members of our uh, uh, Facebook page. I think we've posted about that on our Facebook page.
1: Yeah. Now, ARRL will also be there. It's my understanding that CEO Dave Minster will be there as well. I saw where uh, him and uh, David Norris uh, said that they were getting together. So they will be at Huntsville as well, along with the ARRL folks. So um, you can get to get to meet with them as well.
0: The uh, convention is not going to be serving food to the general public.
1: Not uh, until Saturday.
0: Well, the convention, that, they've got the
1: concession stand.
0: Oh, 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 I guess. Okay. I, I I, 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 wasn't reading it. Right. I, I was thinking that as ham, the ham fest.
1: No, the, the, no, the concession yeah. stamp, but it is also cashless. Oh um, uh, they've they gone cashless. The
0: cash That's right.
1: So well, you're going to have to have Google Pay, Apple Pay, credit card, debit card, some form of, you know, ethereal well, pay.
0: They uh, one of the nice things about uh, the HempFest, they do provide uh, lunch for vendors, uh, for the vendors. Yeah,
1: and presenters, I get a lunch.
0: Yeah, and of course we get that. now. I don't know if the I don't think the flea market people will get it. It's just the. And mm, I don't believe so. It's no, strictly it's gonna the, the. It's going to be vendors and, the vendors, the vendors and, and yeah. People like uh, they consider us, I guess, a vendor earlier. But anyway, we're we're part of that, so we'll get Honey Bay Camp. And uh, boy, it is good. It's good. And yeah. they've got hey in there. They've got they've got these big ice chests that are that are about I'd say they're about they're about four feet tall. They're about five feet long. They're about, I don't know, four feet deep. And they are full of ice and full, full of, of drinks. ice and drinks. This will be full of Diet Coke. This will be full of regular Coke. This will be full of root beer. And again, that's that's in the restricted area for the vendors So they really yeah. uh, they, they we, really We shoot care. you if you're not allowed. They really take care of us. Yeah, they check uh, your credentials to get past that curtain. Yeah, but, we'll, uh, we'll but, wrap you in directional coax and plug you into a wall. But they will—they will bring that honey baked ham each night to the uh, hospitality center. hospitality
1: room. Yes. Yeah.
0: Now, Glenn and I—we have experience with that sticky honey baked ham stuff. Man, that stuff is really sticky. That sauce you put on a honey baked ham. Man. Oh man, it's good that's stuff. A, that's what—that's what I like to put on my tickets. So when you stick the hand in there. And they pull it out three of my tickets are stuck to their hand yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see got to the site but could not donate I, Larry, I don't know what's wrong man would not let me i can't man, Mark said, i can't get my 20 bill to stay in a... i don't know what you're talking about oh uh, so uh Brett uh, on a convention site we're talking about uh, not the Hamfest itself, but uh, uh, there there's a couple food places inside the flea market. There inside the Hamfest, you know this is a big uh, civic center, and you know they've got a big uh, what the big steel roll-up doors, and it's actually a they can serve you hamburgers, hot dogs, stuff like that, you know. And maybe yeah. some other stuff. I don't know. I really and know and I'm
1: Brett sure. on the Hamfest site um, on under their um, page for uh, let's see the event info for the area visitor info. The very first link, Huntsville Convention and Visitors Bureau, will have a link that will let you
0: see all the restaurants in the area. And you and can go from there say there's, there's a flea market map um uh, brett if you go to well i don't know how to tell you to get there but uh if you go i think it's under vendors if you click on the vendors and then over on the left hand side uh there's several different links and one of those links is the vendor uh room floor plan It's the floor yeah the
1: Hamfest fest layout. it's called the 2023 Hamfest layout
0: yeah and you can click on that and you can see where everybody is. You're going to see uh, we're up next to the stage. Yep. You got your normal place. Yeah. And then uh, you'll see where the vendor, where the, the people like ICOM, uh, Yazoo, uh, MFJ, people like that. You'll see the the. the oh, the they've, they've
1: opened up that area in front of you this year. Well, it's, it's always been open. Well, AWRL is now over on the side, over near ICOM and HRO and MFJ giga parts is all the way in the back of that room like they were last year. Right.
0: Right. And Uh, out in front of us, typically there are chairs there in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that whole
1: area has been opened up this year.
0: But, uh, Brett and and people in, in there, if you look up the floor plan, if you look up the floor plan, if you'll look closely down at the bottom, uh, edge, uh, you'll see food vendor that's actually inside the, the ham fest area—you don't even have to go outside the door uh, to, um, you know, to uh, to to get, you know, hot dog, hamburger. Then they may have barbecue. I don't know what they have. There, oh, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, if you look up the rhythm, r y t h, rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. Well, let me look here. If you look up Rhythm Restaurant in Huntsville, you'll see it's in the Convention Center. Rhythm, how do you spell Rhythm? R Y T H M. Rhythm. R R T H Y. I don't. R Y T H M. I believe. Rhythm. I think it's called the Rhythm uh, Restaurant. Let's see R-R. if I can't find that in this little list. Yeah, and it may. It's probably not going to be on the Hamfest site, but. Uh, no,
1: I'm on the Huntsville. Link,
0: yeah, you can walk here and not even local go outside, restaurants, you know, From you know, uh, now I think Brett said a different hotel and uh, R H Y T H M. Brett says he's getting a 404. Okay, Brett, you're, that page is not developed yet. The four that 404 page uh, go to vendors. Go to I vendors. just gave him,
1: a, I just gave him the link for the restaurants oh, directly.
0: Oh, I, okay, I was, I was just gonna get into the floor map.
1: Oh, the uh, floor map came up for me.
0: The floor plan. Well, there's a couple pages that hadn't been built yet called uh, uh, that they haven't built yet, and they do send out a 404.
1: There is a place called Rhythm on Monroe.
0: That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's a pretty Serving nice Serving
1: locally sourced ingredients. Menu provides delicious urban fare to complement any afternoon. Craft, bu- craft brews, curated wine list, and handmade cocktails. Enjoy sitting near fire pits and watching the evening sun. A fire pit in the summer, I think we'll have to pass it's on a, that one.
0: Well, they, they turn they turn the air conditioner really up real high. Yeah. So the fireplace won't be too high, but it, it's a really nice place. And, and yeah. uh, again, Looks good. you can walk to it. If you want to walk through the convention center, it is a long walk. That is a big convention center. Big, big.
1: Yeah. yeah, the Hamfest layout comes up for me, so I don't know right. why you're getting a 404.
0: Well, I think he he's on a different page. There is a couple 404 pages out yeah, there.
1: Yeah, there are a couple 404, but not
0: yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. So they're just getting that built, that page built up.
1: Uh, yeah, they just got the forums posted here this week.
0: Now you know any good barbecue. Now you know I don't know what I see uh britain's out in wyoming you know different parts of the country have different kind of barbecue guys for instance i love the memphis barbecue here if i go to north carolina where our home is north carolina i don't like the barbecue there they they put got some kind of vinegar or something on it or i mean it it's i don't well, like it 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 tastes different yeah and, uh, i'm not sure about uh huntsville i don't know if it'd be more traditional memphis style or well, um, having lived in
1: Birmingham and gone to Huntsville a great deal, yeah. um, it's it's very similar to the Memphis area that. type of, of uh, barbecue. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the dry rub concept that hasn't existed in Alabama that I knew of, it was all, you know, it's more like if you've ever been to Corky's, they're very similar to Corky's. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Uh, but um, no, I mean, I had uh, dinner at a barbecue place last year, um, with some folks, and it was it was wonderful.
0: So yeah, well, I, I really I enjoyed it. Oh man, y'all making me hungry. I can't wait. That barbecue'd be good, real good, right about now, man. Yeah, it would. Yeah, getting, yeah, man. I'm getting excited about going. It's the cleanest, friendliest, you're going to say it's the cleanest, friendliest ham fest in the country. And now now we're talking food. We're talking food now. I'm starting to... to, mm, Well, you know, the big
1: thing about it is it's all indoors. You do not have to go outside once you park your car. Yep. And uh, for those of us that are staying at the Embassy Suites, they got underground parking, so once we pull up in there... We're done for the weekend. And, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're in air conditioning and it's always nice and cool. And uh, you don't have to leave the grounds if you don't want to. It's one of the few ham fests that, that you, you get that luxury. And you
0: know, I saw, uh, uh, I, I posted a walk around video on our Facebook group uh, from last year there's some really nice clean stuff here I mean everyone got I oh mean, the Collins flea market equipment. is outstanding I mean it, not just junk there's some there's no one guy brings all this Colin stuff in here the kWm2s and the, the separate receivers and the transmitter that stuff looks brand new almost he has yeah. it stacked high that's
1: that's I, always been my statement about Huntsville is they yeah. have the best junk around their their, their swap tables are, are outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: so. But yeah, yeah, Brent,
1: everything in that area is a walk, or you can drive to some of the other areas in Huntsville. <coughs> you're right near the main north south drag. I can't remember what that street's name is. Um, but you're right out next to the north south main drag. And then there's an east west, uh, I think it's University. And you've got every restaurant known to man, probably within about a five mile radius of the place.
0: Well, and Gigaparts, Gigaparts is going to have a big booth set up too. Now they don't bring a lot of stuff in <laughs> like they used to. No. Now they've got a lot of uh, uh, what do you call it? Agents. Uh, that what they do is
1: they have stuff for they, demo, have,
0: yeah, and then they,
1: you make you place your order and they will shuttle it over to you
0: right and bring and, it and they'll, to you. they'll they'll bring it over uh, two or three times a day i think oh more than you, that yeah you place your order you place your order there and they'll they'll drive it over they'll you have wanna, it there if by... you're in town you want to go buy gigaparts, uh, parts stop like, there gigaparts, as well yeah go by and go by and see them yeah they're not far and... all right well look we're uh, getting close to time ending for our show here let me make a quick announcement especially to uh, all of our listeners out there on uh, international shortwave radio, WBCQ on 7490 kilohertz. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the show. Uh, Many of us started off in our ham radio career as shortwave listeners, and uh, we welcome you. Join our show live. You can come to our show on Tuesday nights, 8 PM central time just by going to w5kub.com. And if you're listening to the show, you're listening to this show on Thursday afternoon. Uh, this show is rebroadcast uh, every Thursday from 5 to 7 PM Eastern time on uh, 7490. Join so our Facebook group. Uh, we've got about 14,000 people in our Facebook group. Um, Hit the subscribe button here uh, for our uh, YouTube channel. We'd really appreciate that. And that's about it, man. And we've got just about another minute or so.
1: Yeah, Colin said he got through the donate page, so he, he sent some money.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So we know it does work. So those of you that can't get through, it's either a browser issue or a service provider issue, probably on your end.
0: okay
1: yeah i used to be a Shroy visitor. i jumped straight into ham i was went from nobody into cw one swell foop yeah
0: well you know at 16 you know i, I, I jumped into ham radio i was before 15 gotten started but you know then after college and you know, i went in the air force and in uh, the the uh, air force uh, yeah I, I had a i had a top secret crypto uh, security clearance and uh one day I get they come get me and pull me out of the vault and say, uh, I've got a couple of questions. You ever talked to Russia? You ever, <laughs> you ever got any mail? and I used to get QSL cards from Radio Havana, Cuba, Radio Moscow, and somehow they caught on to all this. And they, they were they man they were asking me, you, you got mail from Russia? You got, you got mail from Cuba? So, I mean, I explained it to him. I You know, I was out. I was out. My clearance was probably taken away for like two days or something. But uh, they gave it back to me. But, man, it got me in trouble. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you're talking all those foreign stations.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> I think my first... Uh, Shortwave radio was a great big Zenith. It was one of those big console models. You know, it was about four and a half foot tall, about yeah. four feet wide. Had the big round dial in the middle there. I wish I still had that thing. And, uh you know, I had shortwave band on it and, of course, AM on it. And, uh man, you could really pick some stuff up with that thing. I don't even know whatever happened to that. Man, isn't it funny how stuff like that disappears over your life, man?
1: Like, I wish I had kept my original HW16. fortunately i was able to to pick one up a couple years back so i yeah yeah got this got the rig that was my novice rig just not the exact rig
0: yeah so all right well i'm gonna say good night to everybody out there uh we made the show work tonight even though the computer had blown up Uh, i probably had many hours of work trying to figure out how to put all this back together because if you saw how many cables were laying on the floor right now the thing about this uh, app that, that Glenn and I are using, it, ha- it, it does almost everything on one computer, and, uh, b- but it has limits. And uh, uh, man, I've got so many audio cables in and out to each of the different PCs and USB converters and HDMI to USB converters. And uh, oh, man, I got so much stuff connected between these guys that I may never get it put back together good night everybody enjoyed it we'll see you next week see you next week we'll see you next week and uh hey i'd be interested anybody in the chat room I uh, have any ideas should we keep the show going or should we just go ahead and cancel it and uh take it easy and retire after 10 years i'm considering it yeah i'm considering it. okay good night everybody good night. let's see